Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and Collars podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I'm one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Good to hear. Look, everybody. And for tonight, my AKA will be, please, Lord, free my people from the shackles of Dr. CB. Please, God, listen, it help. Listen, holly, if you hear me, help me, Lord, please free my people from the shackles of a scammer and a con artist. Please, God, let my people go. Free my people so they can dance. Good Lord. That's my oh, AKA. Oh my God, that's the longest AKA in history. Longer than all my AKAs I had back in the day. That, girl, I know you fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Your AKA for the night is audacity, cuz. <laughs> I just know. Okay, anyway, that being said, this is Bianca, aka Tall Bianca XO on your Twitter feed, aka just, you know, just type in Tall Bianca. You'll find me other places, wherever you're trying to find me, unless I'm not actually there, because I don't want to be. But if I am there, you can type in Tall Bianca, and that'll usually get you to me. Anyway, um, my aka for this week is uh, Say No to Nigger. <laughs> Wait, just say no to nigger? Say no to the word nigger. <laughs> we'll talk about that later um thank you all for joining us thank you once again for being here um thank you all for supporting this here black podcast this black um hashtag content um it is we are recording on international women's day um, hello, hello um as we hear, I mean, this is a network of predominantly uh, women, predominantly black women. Um, and I am not going to attempt to speak for the women on the network. I would just say that I'm pretty sure they appreciate all the love and support uh, that y'all give the network uh, and them. Uh, us niggas, we just here. And you know, we just fine with just being here, to be perfectly honest. Everybody don't have to be Jordan. Some, sometimes you got to be uh, Stockton and pass the rock. And that's what that's what us niggas do here at the network. We just pass the rock to the women. And it's fine. It's fine. It's what, it's, it's what we do. Um, Good, idea. Good idea. Yeah. But again, happy International Women's, um, Women's Month. Um, the lovely ladies over at, speaking of the network, the lovely ladies over at Love Drought uh, Podcast, they did a uh, very wonderful Meet the Women of Flawless Noses Media um, for today. Um, so definitely shout out to Reese and Tia for that. Um, it was very, very beautiful. Uh, speaking of which, our very own on this here podcast, our very own Bianca was included um, and highlighted and love to see it. Love to see it. As we should. Indeed. Speaking of our level of Bianca, Bianca, go ahead and give them a little bit more about said network. All right. So when you go to flawlessnoisesmedia.com, there you will find a little bit of info about everything we got going on on here as a network. Um, in addition to just finding out, getting information, this is also kind of where you can go to support us. And how can you support us? There's two ways. You can make a one-time donation via PayPal. Um, that can be set to recurring, or you can just make it one time. Um, or you can become a patron. Now, becoming a patron is really cool because you're not just giving money away for free. You're getting content in exchange for that money. 
we know that this network has a lot of shows for a lot of varieties, a lot of types, a lot of stripes that we try to cover here, which is a good thing. But if you want even more, become a patron at the $5 level, get you access to just about all the other shows we offer, offer up at the $10 level, and you get everything extra. So if you love us and you want more of us, definitely get into becoming a patron. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that, all the bills are paid. Now let's get into the show. Um, speaking of International Women's Day, uh, let's start off with let's the up I all the stories that we have today. I pushed all the ones relating to women to the front, uh, even some bad ones, uh, unfortunately. Um, so all the women are in the front. All the stories pertaining to men, they in the back. So I feel like that's a nice balance. Um, for the news for today. So let's start uh, with some good news. Let's start with Megan the Stallion. Um, Megan the Stallion um, is teaming with Fashion Over uh, once again to help finance women's entrepreneur, women entrepreneurs, female students, women-owned business, and women's fo- women-focused charities. Um, she is putting out uh, on her latest $1 million campaign with Fashion Over. She announced on International Women's Day. Um, Women on top. Her Women on Top uh, Philanthropic in, Initiative works to empower women by supporting their education, business, charities, and organizations with donations, scholarships, and grants. Every day throughout the month of March, which is Women's History Month, uh, Fashion Over Cares will highlight the female recipients who were pre-selected to receive twenty-five thousand or more for a total of one million. Those interested in applying can head to Fashion Over Care's official website and submit their email address, phone number, Instagram handle, and personal stories. Uh, quote from Megan herself, um, I'm excited to collaborate with Fashion Over Care's on, on the Women on Top initiative and be a part of giving $1 million to support women-led businesses and organizations. These donations are life-changing and will help women of all ages get one, get one step closer to making their dreams a reality. Good on Megan. Good on Megan. I just hope that some part of that budget, please find it in your heart. Please control F and search this topic. Shoes beyond size 11, because my God, this site shouldn't be that popular and still that restricted. Right. Especially for tall girl. Should not, should not, should not. And especially working because, especially working with Megan because she Megan and Fashion Nova have been like hand in glove, like far as collaborating and stuff and she again, I mean, knock on wood, Megan the Stallion. So, like, they sizes and stuff definitely need to be more inclusive. I mean, it's not true. saying they not inclusive, but they can, you know, like you said, with the, with the budget, they can they can be they can stand to be a, even more inclusive. Listen, there are. I just I'm on fashionnova.com and I'm looking and I'm looking in the dresses section and I'm seeing where. If you just click the plus division, there are almost 2,200 choices, right? And I don't know what this entails. I'm still just thumbing through it. I'm doing this on the fly. This is on the fly research. And I am seeing that this one particular dress is often out to a size 3X, okay? Um, I'm willing to accept that as sort of the, the largest they'll go. Yeah, 3X is the largest they go by what I'm looking at here. But we're still forcing women in the shoes between sizes five and eleven. Yeah, 
That's the that's the program we still on. More all these at, all these athletes running around out here, all of these taller women running around out here, all of this uh, hormones in the milk. I mean, um, all of just the. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know I'm writing that down for a potential show title. <laughs> I guess I deserve that. Anyway, I know what I'm trying to say here. We can do better as a world, as a community, as a group of people. And yes, my mentioning this does include the notion of trans women like myself maybe needing something bigger than an 11. We deserve cute shoes too. Please look out for somebody. We're begging. We ain't begging. It ain't that bad off, but you know. We want you to do right by us. Damn it. There we go. Putting our foot down, being assertive. Or something. As you deserve. As you deserve. Uh, more good news from Megan. Uh, she has launched, launched a the um Heidi's Helping Houston fundraiser. Um, she has joined forces with U.S. Representative Sheila, Sheila uh, Jackson Lee and the National Association of Christian Churches Disaster Services on the fundraising drive, which will foot the bill for the repair cost of homes and senior citizens and single mothers who had their houses destroyed in the Texas freeze. The treacherous snowstorm left many Americans without power, heat, and some clean water, and Megan's home state of Texas was hit the hardest with widespread blackouts across the state. Um, so she has announced that with the help of a number of major donors, including brands uh, Mealy, Revlon, Fashion, again, Fashion Over, <laughs> uh, Dolce & Cabana, and her label, 300 Entertainment, the hottest help in Houston fund will provide monetary support for the next two years. Um, they can do it more for that state than uh than brunch and Jay Z would I'll tell you that much. That, right, which which I'm glad you brought that up. So I open this by saying I want my people to be free of Doctor C on uh, CB. I want you niggas to be free of Jay Z, cause that nigga is when we talk about black capitalists and black capitalism. Jay-Z is like the epitome of what that shit is. And I need for you niggas to let that motherfucker go. That mo listen, that motherfucker, listen, every time you listen to that motherfucker, um, uh, whatever the song is, I don't forgot what it was, but whenever that motherfucker say he was born on the day Fred Hampton died, I want you niggas to let him go. Let that nigga go. Honestly, Jason be slapped for that line, to be perfectly goddamn honest. But... <laughs> You know, what's, you know what's better than slapping Jay-Z in the face for that line? What's better than slapping him in the face for that line, Bianca? Credit. <laughs> That's what he wants you to have, credit. <laughs> uh, but yes, you niggas need to let Jay go. That motherfucker, that motherfucker, I mean, it's not in the in the show, Doctor, because honestly, I forgot about it until Bianca brought that up. But it bears repeated. That motherfucker's that motherfucker was doing all this carrying on about title and black business, blah, 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 just to sell that shit to white people. Let Jay go. That nigga is not y'all's daddy. That nigga don't give a fuck about y'all. That nigga is, is, and honestly always has been for self. He is, a, he is the definition of what we talk about when we say black capitalist. And while, as we all know, as we all should know, black capitalism is not liberation. That shit is propaganda. Let Jay go. I beg of you niggas to let him go. I never even downloaded the title. <laughs> Listen, I was 
I mean, fuck it, I don't care now. Shit, I was using I was using one of my friends log in, <laughs> to be honest. I, that's and <laughs> I was using one of my friend log in, and that was that was it. I ain't download that shit. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't even know if my friends still have title. That's the fuck. <laughs> Like they downloaded that shit, I think, just for like Beyonce shit and then that joint album and then and then cut that shit off. They was like, girl, fuck y'all. <laughs> I ain't paying you I ain't paying you niggas extra when Spotify is for the free. And shit, even the premium for Spotify is less than what y'all charging for title. Girl, fuck y'all. Um but but yeah, title exclusives. And you know what's better than title exclusives? Credit. Nope, nothing. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, but shit. Not uh, to your point, Bianca. Shit. Not only is Megan doing more more than uh some other uh people within her within her um her peer group, but shit, hell, the government. Which which brings me to this. I'm gonna say this. I don't care how y'all feel, but I'm gonna say it anyway. And if you get offended, honestly, that's fine. This is a situation where I'm not even saying hashtag y'all. Because I was disappointed in a whole bunch of people that I considered uh, smart and shit, in some cases, even friends over this past weekend. Um, Y'all need to leave no name the hell alone. Y'all be at that girl's at that girl's neck for literally no goddamn reason. Literally no motherfucking reason. Like nigga, how you let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I said this a while back, and a lot of y'all got mad at me and was subbing me and arguing me down, which is fine. Um, I still said what the fuck I said. And honestly, this just proves my damn point. How y'all treated no name over this weekend. There's yeah, niggas no, be doing, yeah, they be doing too fucking much. Go ahead, bro. there's Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, cut you off, Bianca. There's no goddamn way you should be mad at No Name for saying literally. I mean, literally the exact same things that you praise Angela Davis for. That's how you know niggas don't read. There's exactly Bianca. There's no way you should be mad at No Name for saying the exact same things, and I mean literally the exact same things that Malcolm X does or did. Like, how you mad at No Name for literally having the same politics as Malcolm X, who you, who y'all niggas love? Yeah, and now we know, you know, sometimes that people just be talking shit and they be glib about it and they, you know, seem like they don't believe what they say. But I think that it's been long enough. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't ride with her till the wheels fall off necessarily because I don't do that with nobody. But Points are made when she be, you know, when she be talking about what she be talking about. So, exactly. Need, like I think yeah, um, it needs to get off the off the notion then of, oh well, she can't say nothing because she's not out here literally fixing everything by herself. Nah, man, get out of here. She's she's been she's been at this for long enough by now. Not only that, and I'm glad you brought it up, Bianca. Not only that, like this is my issue with y'all. Y'all don't read. Y'all y'all don't read. Y'all don't want to read. Y'all don't want to learn. Y'all don't want to educate yourselves. Like you niggas was mad at her for saying, for literally saying, if you want to see black uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, that's cool. I just hope that you also read and learn about 
on Fred Hampton's politics. You niggas was mad at her for saying that. And I'll never forget it. Nigga, literally niggas in my missions. I still have a screenshot. I'll never forget it. Niggas was like, all that reading and learning y'all do make y'all miserable. Nick, it, all the, sorry, Bianca, but I got to go on this tangent. I've been holding this. For all the goddamn carrying on that you niggas do about what our ancestors died for, blah, 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 blah. Of all that shit, the one thing that we can all agree on, that we literally can all agree on, that our ancestors died for was our right to read and learn. And you niggas on goddamn Beyonce's internet just be like, fuck reading. Don't even be like, you know, here, read this. You know, you you know, you know, love, you like Angela Davis, you like Malcolm, here's some other people that share their politics. So shit, even, you know, to an extent, go beyond their politics and stuff. And you niggas just said, y'all niggas literally be like bitch and, but we'll be the same motherfuckers trying to invoke the ancestors to shame people. Y'all need y'all fucking face slap. You really do. And then the other thing y'all don't y'all do, or in this case rather don't do, y'all never come back and apologize. Motherfuckers Ever. was called y'all motherfuckers was calling no names, no solutions, just vibes. Then when it comes out that well, actually she used you know her her money you know, from her artistry and her influence and stuff to open a community center. She transformed her book club into a community center providing needs for people such as shelter, food, books, etc. She's providing resources for people. You niggas still was like, oh, she ain't got no solutions, bitch, and nigga, I'm sorry, but wasn't we like rightfully kind of upset at AOC because all she did was reduce the Black Panthers food program to just like buying people lunch? Wasn't was we not just kind of mad at her for saying that for downplaying it? And now you niggas are doing that to no name because you don't like what she said because she's saying the same things that the people that you supposedly like do. Man, y'all go to hell, to be honest. Y'all really can't. Like, I'm not trying to. Like like some, like Bianca said and like other people said on Twitter, like I'm not trying to like lionize no name or like stand for her because I don't really do that with anybody. But at the same time, you niggas got a whole lot of motherfucking gall and goddamn nerve and audacity. You really do. You really fucking do. Anyway, moving. I know on. that's real. Woo. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm tired. I've been up since this morning i'm tired as fuck <laughs> so anyway you know anyway. it's all good it's all good i'm leaving all that in too <laughs> leaving into my yawning i'm leaving me complaining about how long i've been awakening I'm, I'm leaving that all in that all stays beautiful editing friend beautiful editing but how about on. no editing <laughs> <laughs> same difference same difference moving on um Serena Williams uh, has come to the defense of Meghan Markle following her interview with um, Oprah. Um, Serena Williams is showing her support for her close friend Meghan Markle after the Duchess of Sussex opened up about being silenced by the royal family and concerns over her son Archie's dark skin following the Oprah, excuse me, Oprah with Meghan um, and Harry, uh, a C CBS primetime special. Um, following Meghan and, Prin and Prince Harry sit down interview with Oprah, Winfrey, the tennis star, defended Meghan on social media, saying that she understands the pain and cruelty that the mother of one has expired. Uh, experience, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, wow, just, you're killing people. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I think I'm Joe Biden. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> anyway, Serena says on, on social media, she says, um, 
Quote, Meghan Markle, my selfless friend, lives her lives her life and leads by example with empathy and compassion. She teaches me every day what it means to be to truly be noble. Um, her words illustrate pain and cruelty she's experienced. I know firsthand the sexism and racism institutions and the media use to vilify women and people of color to minimize us, break us and break us down and demonize us. We must recognize our obligation to decry malicious, unfounded gossip and tabloid journalism, the mental health consequences of systematic oppression and victimization are devastating, isolating, and all too often lethal. Uh, that's what uh, Miss uh, Serena Williams said in defense of her friend. Um, she's not wrong. Um, but, and this is kind of going to catapult to how me and Bianca feel, because we were talking about this a little bit pregame. Uh, Serena not wrong, but like the institution that Megan um, married into is like literally everything that she just said. <laughs> like, like, like literally. <laughs> like, like everything Serena just said is 100% true and valid. It's just that like, where all that shit came from Serena, like call inside house, like not sp to you specifically, but like, and this is like the thing with this whole Megan stuff. Like, I really, I'm gonna be honest. Like, when this shit like first happened, like when she got married and she was, you know, the prince, you know, the the duchess and all that shit. I was here for the jokes. Y'all know me. I was here for the jokes. Uh, cause shit, listen, cause y'all know me. If shit funny, I'ma laugh. Um, when niggas was making jokes about you know the first black duchess and princess and all, I was I was making jokes. I don't think like I. And I think I can speak for me and Bianca. I don't think we ever was just like, fuck all that shit. We was laughing at jokes and it was like, okay, cool. That's nice or whatever, you know, but we didn't get like invested in it. Right. And with this interview, I still really didn't care, but I did see parts of it. And one thing that stood out to me and why I kind of like, I'm not, how do I say this? I'm not saying fuck Megan. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is she did say something that was real cringeworthy where it's hard for me to really be invested in parts of the conversation around her where she said that, and I thought, cause see, I thought, I saw somebody say, say that she said it on Twitter and I thought that was bullshit. But then I looked and she really did say it. She was like, it was important for African girls to see her in that institution, marrying into that family. And that's where you kind of lose me because to know what that institution is and to know what that family and that crown mean, it's like, sis, the very girls that you saying, it was important for them to see you in that, that family, that crown, that European power is destroying their homes and their country and their colonies right now. <laughs> Like Africa, like like Af African people are suffering because of that crown right now, <laughs> like today, present day. So it's kind of hard for, when you say stuff like that. It's the whole you know issue with representation. Like when we you know bringing it you know kind of home to the states. Like when you say shit like that, where it's important for you to see people of color in institutions that like are like literally lethal and deadly to said people of color, it's kind of hard to root for you. Cause like the call is coming from inside the house. Like, I don't like, 
I don't think Africans need to see a black duchess when the crown is like destroying their homes and families and shit. Like I just, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to invest when those are, those are, those are your politics. Yeah. And I mean, there's no gotcha shit coming from me, obviously. Um, I don't think it's very important at all. If only because I don't understand the fascination with all of the pomp and circumstance that surrounds like what that particular royalty represents. Right. And, you know, I think as we sort of deconstruct some of the fanaticism, right, with that link between the US and the UK, which mm-hmm. I mean, we're kind of doing a really good job of destroying that ourselves. Because yeah. we keep on talking about how, um, you know, beans and toast versus not having electrical, you know, water boilers uh, is going to ignite World War Five between those two countries when it's all said and done. <laughs> the social media version. But um, it, it's the only pushback I have in any sense that I would is that I never saw the point. Like, semicolon. I remember where I was when Princess Diana passed away. I was at a friend's house. Uh, did the the whole, oh, uh, we're just going to play here all night. And then it kind of turned into a sleepover situation. Right. Um, when that happened, I was, I don't know, 13. I think I just turned 13. And uh, yeah, it was it, like, that was a moment, right? It was a news thing. It was, oh shit, who is she with? Oh shit, paparazzi. Oh shit, this. Oh shit, that. But Outside of that, I I just find it hard to give a shit about the royal family. I just do, um, and no, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that to tell anybody to just like stop, right? Because I don't, you know, I'm not I'm never interested in being that particular individual. But um, no, I I it ain't it ain't never got me in a butt. So like. I don't know. It's it's a weird fascination. I've never quite understood it. Um, and this whole conflamma that it's that it's been now just kind of cements me in that stance. Right? Not that again, I'm not out waving the flag for how ridiculous that all is, but I don't know. I could take it or leave it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's. I, I agree with you. Like, it's hard to really give a shit, especially when you, like, on the surface, right? Like, on the surface level, it's really kind of hard to give a shit. But then when you get into, like, again, like, what that family, like, like I mean, shit, we want to keep it a bean. Shit, that family, that crown, that family, that royalty is the reason shit, shit is so fucked up here in America. So, like, <laughs> when you put it in that context, it's also really hard to truly give a shit about that shit, you know? Yeah, it's so. weird because you go on because you go on one hand, okay. Well, I mean, nigga, we won our independence, and then within a hundred years of that, niggas was like, okay, slavery's over, and, and so you saw erosion of some of those proto-British ideals, but then you saw this country also sort of become its own brand of trash. So right, right. So like you got you gotta you kind of gotta like in in some sense acknowledge, okay, like. I mean, them niggas who made America died, and they were replaced by people who debated whether slavery should be a thing or not. And then they were like, ah, right, we're going to take that away. Um, and then you'd be like, oh, okay, well, they took that away. But then they replaced it with all its all other um, varieties of 
trash on this land, all the atrocities and shit, right? I'm not going to enumerate them, but I can acknowledge that that shit existed. And we can all know just as a family that, you know, this country ain't always been good to the people who, you know, been native to it or who, you know, constructed it. So, indeed. So, yeah. Um, so that's that about that. Um, trigger warning. Trigger warning. This next story involves um, Nicki Minaj and the victim of her husband, um, Kenneth Petty, opening up. Um, so um, I'm sure Bianca will put um, will put a time skip in the show notes uh, as to when we'll finish talking about it. So in the show notes, please, if you do not want to hear this again, I'm pretty sure Bianca will put a time skip uh, where you can resume again. Um, because again, we don't we understand and we don't want to trigger anybody. So again, trigger warning. We will be talking about um, Kenneth Petty, um, his uh, continued harassment of his victim, and Nikki's hand in that. So, uh, with that said, uh, that was the trigger warning. So here we go. Um, Jennifer, uh, the the victim of her husband of Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, opens up about the harassment and threats she's received from their camp in order to get her to recant. Um, the victim who has come forward on, using only her first name, Jennifer, um, has, uh, oh, hold on. Let, let me uh, open this. This is uh, from the Daily Beast, sorry. Um, Nicki Minaj was responding to criticism she received from marrying a uh, convicted sex offender, Kenneth Zoo Petty. Uh, Nicki Minaj went on to claim that Petty had been wrongfully accused of attempted rape at the age of 15 and that his victim had actually written a letter to the judge back then. Uh, this was um, in 2009 um, when she was on Queen Radio when most of the... Um, most of the information about her husband um, and his crimes came out. Um, she, uh, but yeah, in 1995, um, his victim, she says that his victim writ a, writ a letter to the judge um, asking her to recant the statement uh, only to reverse course after she found out that she could go to jail for 90 days. But white is right, um, Nikki said. That's, that's coming from her. Um, but Petty's victim, um, again, who has come forward uh, as only her first name, Jennifer, um, is not white. Her mother is what is not white. Her mother is white. And her father is black. Both she and Petty were 16 at the time of the assault, uh, which she reported immediately. She says she never submitted a letter, re a letter recanting, uh, but alleged that associates of Minaj and Petty spent months last year harassing her to do so, going so far as to offer hundreds of thousands of dollars on their behalf. At one point, Jennifer says she also spoke with Minaj herself uh, in the quotations um, for the Daily Bass here. They say that uh, neither Nikki nor uh, Mr. Petty responded um, after the request for comments. Uh, Jennifer says she moved three times in 2020 out of fear for her safety. The final time out of state separated her from her 22-year-old daughter. Since she's come forward, a section of the gossip blog spill has also exploded uh, as Nikki as Nicki Minaj stands and even some estranged family members attempt to discredit her claims. Uh, the state of California dismissed this case against Petty for failing to register as a sex offender last year in light of similar federal charges for which Petty faces 
trial for it in June of this year. Um, in an interview with the Daily Beast, uh, Jennifer described the mindfuck, the quote mindfuck that began last March when Petty's arrest in California prompted a web of family members and neighbors to contact her on him and Nikki's behalf. Uh, Jennifer also said she's been in contact with the U.S. Marshals who recently told her an investigation of the Petty's is underway and that they found evidence. A source, a source familiar with the conversation confirmed this and said that authorities called the investigation a quote high priority case. Uh, Jennifer says, I'm hoping for the truth to come out and whatever comes from that truth to let it be. Um, she said for a while she had tried to, to try to avoid implicating other people, but now after everything that's happened, it's like these people were willing to sacrifice me so this guy could remain in public eye. Um, I feel like my family was trying to sacrifice me as well. That's the update so far. Um, the article goes on to say that gossip blogger knows the whole life. First of all, that is a name. That's no shade to 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 this blogger, but but that is a that is a, a hell of a name. Um, you sure? Because um, okay, never mind, never mind. I don't want that smoke. The, <laughs> uh, the gossip blogger blogger Nosy Whole Live, who has advocated for Jennifer on her channel for months, using the hashtag Surviving the Petties and interview her, believes that the inaccuracies of Minaj's comments about the Petties vic about about Petty's victim were intentional. Um, I know from being a black person, when you tell somebody that the woman is white and older than the black boy that's making him look like look like the victim, she's told the Daily uh, Beast. That's what Nikki was trying to do. She was trying to paint this as an Emmett Till type situation. Look, we've said it on this show. We said it on this show plenty of times. Um, it bears repeating. Like, again, I understand... Especially, I understand um, the notion of nobody is responsible for you committing abuse, but you. I understand that. I understand, and especially when it comes to men who have have women in their lives, be of that, be of that, their mother, their sister, girlfriends, wives, whatever. Right? I understand holding. I understand the notion of wanting to. If the man is being trash and doing trash, hold the hold him accountable, in and um, and nobody else, right? Like I get that, I really do. Uh, fo focus on him, like when a man is being an abuser, I get that, I do. But bruh, <laughs> when you have a situation like this with Nikki, where she is not only complicit, like she is helping this nigga continue this abuse. It's fuck her too. Like she she is actively complicit in helping this man continue to harass, abuse, and intimidate someone that he has already harmed once. Like at this point, ain't no drag him and not Nikki. No, no, no nigga. Nikki, Nikki got blood on her hands. Yeah, there's no escaping her accountability on this as well. Um because we talk about the power of influence with celebrities and we talk about their capacity to tilt opinion on certain things. And it's not always so concrete, right? That, oh, well, these people are gonna automatically believe because, but it what it does is it lends a particular credence which the, the culture of celebrity tends to purchase for itself, right? And that, that's credibility where for ordinary people, such credibility wouldn't, exist or persist so i don't know i just obviously continue hopes for the victim that they are 
you know, being surrounded by love and, you know, healing spirits and whatnot. And that just don't drag out too damn long. So this one could get a life back. Indeed. And, you know, they being investigated. Um, Kenneth is being investigated. Like they are being, Nikki being investigated. They being investigated like as a couple, because as a couple, they are continuing to harass this woman. And, you know, if they, if an investigation happens and they got evidence, which seems like they really do. I mean, shit, ain't no way we as, as, as content creators, shit, as, 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 you know, reporters and, you know, people in news and journalist circles, ain't no way in here this shit keep popping up and it's keep getting talked about and ain't, ain't no goddamn evidence. So, hey, if they get, you know, tried and fined and punished to the fullest extent of the law for this, then so be it. And that's that's on Nikki. That's the stain on her legacy. It really is. Because Nikki always had a choice. She did not have to marry this man. She chose to marry this man. She chose to marry this man who she knew was a registered sex offender and an abuser and a rapist. She chose to aid him in continuing to harass his, the victim of, of his abuse. And she... You know, I believe the blogger that that um, she's trying to make this an Emmett Till situation. I, I believe I, I I absolutely believe it because I remember like when this happened and I listened to Queen Radio. Lord, forgive, listen, don't listen, don't ask. Um, I listened to Queen Radio and I listened to her carry on and like she was just saying some of the most victim blaming, like they out to get a black man type shit. She had like multiple people coming on like the only person that she had on that shit that was like telling her girl sit down somewhere and like stop this shit was i think um was it janae was it janae Ico? i think it was janae it was somebody it was somebody like in her peer group that called in and was like nikki stop this stupid shit but other than that like nikki nikki is a monster like no pun intended for that verse that she had on that song but she is a monster she absolutely is and everything that people has been have been saying about her for years now, like that you can't deny it no more. That is the one right there. Like it's one of those things where even if you don't do the R. Kelly thing, right? Where you go, well, you could separate thought from the artist, and it's like, no, the art was about what the artist was doing. And he was doing some pretty gross shit to people. In this case, I mean, she don't, I, I don't know much of her discography, but the best as I can tell, she don't have the song where she's talking about like being this man's accomplice and all of that stuff, but the action is there and right. the proof is there. So I think with, with that, like, you got to make your decision. And if you want to continue to support her, that is, that is your right. But I think it's really weird to defend her in light of all of this. Yeah, like if you want to like her music, because you're right, like I'm a bit more fam more familiar with her discography than you are, Bianca. She like she don't have the song where, like you said, she talk about like, oh, my nigga did this and I was his ride or die bitch. Like she don't have that song, right? But like, nigga, the her actions outside of the music, like again, like if you want to listen to her music because her music don't reflect what she's doing in real life, that's cool. But it's the defense of her. It's the defense of her where you 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 either have to shut the fuck up or just speak up and just look stupid and get dragged. Yeah, it's again, and I think that's really the the reset that 
the quote-unquote notion of cancel culture, right? Which people say is super real, and people say it's not real at all. And people say, you know, is is we knew it, we you know we're not new to this, but we true to this. And you got people who say no, but y'all still shopping at Walmart, right, or whatever the case might be. Amidst all of that, again, like if you want to support somebody, that go ahead, go right ahead. Like I might find it objectionable, but go right ahead. And depending on where they follow my moral compass, I might then find you objectionable proxy, but. You know, I can find an individual by, you know, being objectionable or whatever. But once you get to the point where you start defending the shit they did, you start telling me to downplay it or act like it didn't happen, that's when, like, you get the automatic, okay, like, you're doing a little too much to not be getting paid as an attorney or some shit. So uh, you got to go. Yeah. And I wish more people understood that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, am I going to judge you because you listen to Nicki music? No. Am I going to judge you if you defend Nicki and by proxy what her nigga is doing that she is helping him do? Yes. That's where that's where you get the, okay, you can go to hell. Because what she is doing, what her, what her man is doing and what she is helping her man doing is absolutely despicable. It's absolutely despicable. We're speaking of cancel culture. Guess who, like, was getting on, who, guess who was on social media um, today carrying on about cancel culture is not um some boogeyman out to get you it's about holding people accountable guess who guess who said that today give me three guesses hold on hold on okay okay first guess lakeith stanfield <laughs> good one but no second guess terry cruz <laughs> also a good one but no third guess azalea banks uh, if she did, I think if she did, I think the the like the entire global rotation would just go to come to a standstill. But no, the person who said that on social media today was James Gunn. Now, if you don't know who James Gunn is, he is the um director for the Guardians of the Galaxy series, which we all know is part of the MCU. The reason mm-hmm. that is ironic is because he was accused. Uh, last year um well not last year but when the mean two movement started um and really was picking up traction he was one of the men being called to carpet because of his uh abuse and sexual harassment allegations in the mcu and all of the mcu the white ones i want to be specific none of the black people spoke up in defense but all of the white people in the mcu came to his defense uh, and was re- and was going on about how cancel culture and me too was destroying this man, and yeah, this is the motherfucker who finna give us a lecture about cancel culture is about accountability. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that, and I immediately turned to the big boy. I know that ain't who I think it is. We're speaking of me too. Let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. It is not lost on me that a lot of people really said fuck me too when it came to Joe Biden's um, allegations. And now they are doing the same thing with uh, Cuomo up in New York. Oh yeah, Cuomo, yeah, the, the governor. Mm-hmm. That, that whole situation with him is, ugh, mm-hmm. it's, like, I don't want to get into too much here because I admit I don't know a whole lot about it. Same, but same, same. Do, but of what I do know, ugh. Oof. Right. And just, how, and, and just how audacious he is about it. Like, he really is like, don't ask me about that shit. Um, nigga, excuse you? But anyway, let's move on to some uh, a bit lighter news that we can kind of laugh at. That's not ready. I won't know what the news is. So I didn't know about this until Bianca told me in the pregame. <laughs> but uh, 
Nike had a scandal over the weekend. <laughs> so if you don't know, um, last week Nike Nike had a huge scandal on where um, an employee of 25 years, Ann Huber, who most recently served as VP overseeing the North American side of the business, left the company on Monday, according to an internal email view by Complex. Ann Hubert <laughs> decided to step down from Nike effectively immediately, the, the email read. Um, Nike put out a press release about it, announcing the end of her tenure and confirmed move in, uh, in a statement to Complex. Uh, she made her decision, her decision to, uh, to resign. Uh, this is because... <laughs> This is because the Bloomberg Newsweek made a piece focused on her son, a 19-year-old sneaker reseller named Joe. <laughs> First of all, a, a, a cracker named Joe. What is it about Joe's and just fucking up? But anyway, uh, the piece mentions- Fuck up a man's name. That, well, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, the piece mentions a credit card Joe used for reselling, for his reseller business. Uh, West Coast Streetwell that was registered in Ann's name. The reseller insisted to the story's author that his personal connection to a Nike is that not be written about in the piece and cut off communications after it was brought up. He said, don't ask me about what the fuck my mama doing. <laughs> Nike does not permit its employees to participate in sneaker reselling and the practice of buying shoes at their retail price only to sell them at a higher price is still taboo to many collectors. A Nike spokesperson told Bloomberg Newsweek that Ann had disclosed information about the business to her employee in 2018 at, and there were, quote, no violations of company policy. Ooh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I think at that point she deserved to get buried, but also her son. Like, this man was on the gram stunting. Like, listen, this was some time. Listen, call that boy Joe Hankerson. <laughs> what a callback. Jesus right. Christ. Right. <laughs> right. The fact that that's always relevant, though. Oh, yeah, he planted himself into the social media law for life. I don't think he meant for it to quite happen like this, but yeah, he is. He is in forever. Anyway. Yeah, damn. Family that scams together, huh? Right? Like, bro, how do you do this shit when your mama is literally like the VP of Nike? Like, what are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> he was just trying to be down, trying to be hashtag cool. And uh, you can see where that got him. You can see where that was going to get him. Yeah, see where it got his mama. <laughs> right. This, this was inevitable, right? And I, I think he is, he got to be out the wheel, like, already, right? Right. Like, can you imagine, <laughs> like, can you imagine they family, like, they, like, they Thanksgiving dinners and shit? I mean, well, this, this, like, this is a new story now, but I will be interested. Um, I will try to, like, what is that? Befriend somebody in that family and get a Thanksgiving invite, because to be a fly on that wall. And, like, it's even, it's even, it's even crazier, because the article I was reading for, was last week this is of six hours ago and that it turns out not only was he reselling these damn shoes he was using his mama's employee discount in order to do it nigga what the entire fuck yeah he was like i looked at the pictures and it was just like dog that's a whole like that's literally a wall of nikes taller than you 
And that shit is about as long as Arena League football field. Right. What you doing with that many sneakers? Like, bro, how much how much of your mama's bread was you blowing through to, to buy these shoes using her discount and then reselling them? Like and first and, and second of all, like the price that you were selling them for too. Can we talk about while well, I take a sip of water? Because I'm still high. How the 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 notion of sneaker culture as prestige item, that was exclusively us. That was black people first. That was black people foremost. That was black people foremost often. Yeah. And you know, we we set the, the tone on okay, which sneakers should be re-released versus ah, uh, you know, those are mid. We don't really gotta bring those back. And now this shouldn't have become its own whole cottage industry to where it's like you buying the sneakers to have them or you buying the sneakers to sell them back to somebody else who then will have them. And at this point, you, you, you sell them and you ship them and you give them enough new homes. What are they really worth at that point? Right. Because you have them, but you don't wear them. And then, you know, six months or a year passes and they come back in style again or two years or whatever, whatever length of time passed to come back in style again. They still ain't never been worn after two years, after three years, four years, five years. You know, they, they, they make it out to be that the goal is even if you wear them for them to look unworn. And I'm just like, that is, I don't know. That's, that, there's a, there's a weird narcissism that thank God it's directed toward this and not like something a little more nefarious. Cause yeah, that, that level of dialing in on something could be fatal. Yeah. I just like, I, how do you, I just don't understand scamming. Cause I mean, let's call the thing a thing you're scamming. I don't understand scamming when you have like I understand scamming like when you don't have like the resources and shit because like listen like scamming like scamming company like you poor and you scamming companies like I I get it dude nigga, fuck these corporations I don't give a shit but like nigga like when you have money <laughs> when you have resources in particular when you have resources because of who your parents are what connections you have and you still scamming. Why? You have you have the tools. Why? For what reason? Like I understand fucking little Terry who working at Foot Locker who is severely underpaid, uh, working just part-time doing this shit. I get it. But nigga, your mama literally the VP of this operation. You don't need to do this. You have money. Not little Terry though. <laughs> All right, <laughs> right. That was just the first name that came to my mind. Put put the sneakers in reverse, Terry. <laughs> More like put them prices in reverse. But anyway, right. <laughs> but yeah, I just that I just found that hilarious. Uh, I missed that because like last week was a lot. But that shit, like, I, listen. Listen, I'm telling you, like these, 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 these white kids, these rich white kids with ex- with access, be acting like they broke, and I don't get it. Like you can't sit with us, right? You white and your you white and you got money because of who your parents is. You can't sit with us, brokers. We need to be doing the scamming, not y'all. That's like wasn't that's like that, that's like when Kim Kardashian tweeted about the lottery. It's like sis, right? We gotta pull people business, please. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna save this story for last. Uh, I wanna let's talk about this. Um, 
Speaking of cancel culture, um, and I'm using that ironically. I don't, you know, y'all y'all know how I feel about that shit. I feel like motherfuckers be whining about cancel culture. But anyway, Pepe Le Pew won't be starring in Warner Brothers Space Jam sequel. Pepe Le Pew um, will not be showing up in the all in the upcoming theatrical sequel Space Jam: A New Legacy on July 16th. On um, with Looney with the Looney Tunes. French skunk being besieged by controversy in the wake of the New York Times columnist Charles M. Bloch uh, slamming that the cartoon care the added to rape culture. Deadline has learned that a hybrid live action animated scene between Jane the Virgin actress uh, and Pepe Le Pew shot back in uh, 2016 for Space Jam 2 was left on the cutting room floor. Pepe Le Pew, the character Pepe Le Pew will likely be a thing of the past across all social media. Warner Brothers also has no current TV series featuring the skunk and there have been no plans for him to appear on the Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, uh, Builders, Tiny Tunes, Looniversary, or future projects uh, sources confirmed uh, to Deadline. Honestly, good. Because Pepe was wilder. Pepe was out of control. Yeah. And then, wasn't even chasing the skunk. He was chasing the cat that always managed to find, like, a strip of white paint somewhere. <laughs> right. But yeah, this is a good thing. Um, and I saw motherfuckers on the internet uh, complaining about this shit, and it's like, again, make up y'all minds. Do y'all want to grow or not? Because, <laughs> like, if you are any type of adult that has, a, like, a, a, a fucking inkling of a brain, uh, you know, as you, like, you might not have caught it when you were younger, but damn sure as an adult, you should be able to recognize, uh, yeah, uh... Pepe Le Pew as a character was uh, creepy, and that's me being kind. He was mad creepy. So, like, yes, nigga, as we evolve as a society and we look back, that was a Pepe Le Pew was a mistake. They don't want to make that same mistake again. Yeah, they phasing that nigga out. Good, you will be okay. Your grown ass will be okay. Why? But why they gotta take my? I mean, that's how I. I mean, I just watched those cartoons and I turned out fine. No, the fuck you didn't because you on the internet crying that they taking a the character out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so no, you did not turn out fine. Listen, we do the world. The world has lit the world, and by the world I mean children. Children have literally evolved past the need for fucking Pepe Le Pew and their cartoons. We have evolved as a society, or at least we should have. The kids will be okay. L listen, the kids are not missing out on anything by not seeing a creepy-ass skunk doing what he did when we watched it as children. They are not missing shit. Honestly, I, I, to be completely goddamn honest, somebody should have been on the cutting room for when we was kids and been like, yeah, this shit ain't cool. Yeah, I used to always watch them cartoons like, yo, ain't he being kind of weird, mom? Right? And then you get then when we got older, it's like, oh, yeah, like all oh, this nigga acting like Pepe Le Pew out, out this bitch, right, right. So yeah, y'all grown asses will be okay that Pepe Le Pew ain't in the goddamn cartoon no more. Also, you niggas are weird. Like motherfuckers was on the internet complaining about the uh about the Lola Bunny redesign, being like, with her titties and ass. Y'all are weird, <laughs> like yo. Let me, okay. So everybody listening to this, oh, very many of you, thank you. That drawing was taken from fanfic. That, that comparison picture, that shit was fanfic. This is how you could tell 
niggas ain't interested in watching the movie, doing the research, nothing. Because I saw that drawing, I was like, wait, ain't no way in hell that art for her looked like that. They could not possibly have done that. And so what did I do to YouTube? And I typed in Space Jam. You know what I put after I put Space Jam? I put Lola. And you know what you get to see? You get to see the Lola bunny scenes. And when you watch the Lola bunny scenes, you see she didn't look like that drawing. Mm. Not when she was uh, practicing in the gym. Not when she was playing on the court. Not never. Mm. So I will say, I did think the drawing was kind of weird because it was like, damn, she just ain't got no knees. She just got, <laughs> she just got a leg. Now that's what niggas should have seen. She got a leg and an ankle. She ain't got no knees. God damn. She got a lankle. How, how, how Bunny ain't got knees, nigga? Bunny, some of the best jumpers in the world. Of course they got knees. <laughs> what the fuck? Lola Bunny should be dunking from the half court line. Right. So anyway, that's how you know. Niggas only pay so much attention to anything. Because you type in Space Jam Lola and you can see literally every scene she was in. It's a five minute video. You can see the scene where she was first introduced in the movie. That gives you 90 seconds. And then everything else is kind of about, you know, the the upcoming movie. But you can see the original the original info. It's there. Yeah. The original the, the original design for her was not making the stallion. Yeah, but when you watch, like, she has like legs that fucking look like legs, but they she wasn't a thick bear like that fucking fan art <laughs> depicted yeah, she, was, she she was not sexualized the way that y'all did with that sexualization. Y'all niggas need to be in jail. Like, like, like we can abolish prison after we send y'all dicks to jail because y'all are weird. You can see when she's, you know, on the screen, you can see that she got knees. Now, the legs ain't all shaded and defined like that, like they was drawn, but she got knees. And now in, the, in this preview drawing, she ain't got no fucking knees. I feel bad as a person with a knee injury that's going to continue to debilitate for the rest of my life. But she got knees. Where her knees went? Right. Now that's what why, y'all should have been guess, outraged about. Now why am I guess this little ain't got no knees? So Vesta got knees. Daffy, he, he kind of got knees. Nigga Porky Pig got knees. How Lola Bunny ain't got no motherfucking knees? Right. Justice for Lola's knees. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you niggas are weird and pervs. Y'all are the re- y'all is y'all are the reason that we that they needed to cut out Pepe Le Pew because y'all are fucking creepy. Moving on, the last thing, and then we're gonna take a break and do fashions. Um <laughs> so let's talk about the CEO of Papa John, shall we? <laughs> 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 How does he still have that job, first off? Right? I thought he resigned. <laughs> Step down, first of all. Um, <laughs> yeah, because wasn't it supposed to be that he was like, nah, I shouldn't have this job no more? Yeah. Like, I think that was dead ass his word, too. So, like, he stepped down, but he really did. He stepped down, but he really just stepped up. Yeah, he stepped down as CEO um, in 2018. After, you know, the stuff he said about uh, the kneeling and shit. Um, that was the pizza of the NFL. Now it's Pizza Hut, which should have been the pizza of the NFL alone. As far as national chain pizzas go, Pizza Hut's the best one. Let's, let's stop fooling ourselves. Anyway, 
he stepped out of CEO and he said he was on the chair. He was the chairman of the board of directors, which is kind of weird to be both of those positions in a in a right, job. They, and then and then and then surrender one of them. Right. I was gonna say, ain't they? Don't they conflict? Because ain't that like the same shit? Damn near. Well, similar shit. Yeah. And then, um, he held that position for another six months. And that's when, at a sensitivity training co- a conference call, he was caught using the word nigga. <laughs> and it's been a long 20 months for Papa John because he's still struggling <laughs> with saying it. He said, <laughs> he said. <laughs> He said he has he has been working to get the N-word out of his vocabulary for the last 20 months. <laughs> he said the former CEO of Papa John's is assured the public he's been working on not using racist language, an effort that has been apparently going on nearly two years. John Schnat- John Schnatner, the Papa John's founder, who in 2018, as Bianca said, stepped down as chairman, but which again is weird because like he was CEO or chairman, he only stepped down for one. But anyway, um, after admitting he used the N-word in a conference call, told One American News News Network the piece of change oh, board... Oh, God, those motherfuckers. Who Lord Jesus. Um, the network chain board painted him as a racist when they know he's not a racist. Um, from there, Shatner described his goals evidently no longer including racial slurs. He said, we've had three goals for the last 20 months to get rid of this N-word in my vocabulary and dictionary and everything else because it's just not true. Figure out how they did this and get on with my life. Let's stop right there. Let's stop and park it right there. (laughs) This man said, this man said he got to go to get the N-word out of his vocabulary and dictionary. (laughs) Then went on to say, (laughs) it's not true and figure out how they did this and get on with my life. Sir, the person that got the N-word in your vocabulary and dictionary is you. <laughs> Ain't no damn day, it's you. No, you haven't either had a word that you used to say wrong or just a, a, a confirmation phrase or some little like turn of speech that you would say to you know other people or whatever. And you know it wasn't like yours, but you said it for some length of time because you heard it or something. Or maybe it was in a song you listened to a lot or whatever, and you mm-hmm. just you was just on it, right? Mm-hmm. Those words come and go. But the words that are yours always stay with you. Mm-hmm. And that word is yours, sir. That word is yours. That is in you. That is seeped in you. That race, that schism is you with you forever. Oh my god. Like nigga, you, this motherfucker said he been on <laughs> He said he been on nigga team trying to get <laughs> Like bro, you in rehab for saying the word nigga. <laughs> he a nigga ham. Bro, how, bro, <laughs> he was like, bro, how you been working on not saying nigga for the past two years? <laughs> and that shit ain't gonna work because, like, you like, 
it's clear that that word, like that word, and the racism that you have because of because that in your is in your vocabulary as a white man. That shit has been with you for your, your entire life. Ain't no way in the hell you just finna the to, to to binge. Ain't no way in the hell you finna like try to binge that shit off in like two years. Ain't no way in hell. And then to say that we got to figure out who put this in my life and get rid of it, nigga, you did. <laughs> That's you and your system. And I'm just flabbergasted at the fact that I'm just flabbergasted at the fact that he is like he <laughs> like he wants to prove to the world that he is not a racist by getting nigga out his vocabulary. I mean, I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, sir, but there are plenty of white people who may not have the word nigga in their vocabulary, but they still just as racist. Yeah. Like just getting rid of that word does not mean you still not racist, Bubba. <laughs> like I'm, I hate to break it to you, but I just find it hilarious that this white man is in rehab for saying nigga. This nigga, got, <laughs> he got the twelve step nigga rehabilitation program. <laughs> but he been in the twelve steps for twenty months. <laughs> How hard could this be? 12 steps and 20. <laughs> How hard could it be? <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you though. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. It is hard to stop saying nigga. <laughs> it really is. Like I try, I ain't gonna like I, I legit did like try it one time and I couldn't even last 30 minutes. The only person that was easy to stop saying nigga was the white boy in Atlanta. Right. Remember uh, Donald Glover character, Iron Axtogen? He was like, yo, does, does he ever say nigga around you? He's like, hell no, I'll break my foot off in his ass. Dude, right. That was the only, that's the only, that was the only person in the history of ever to be able to stop saying nigga that easily. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. It's, even, like, even that had to be on the script. So right, exactly. Like nigga, it's just it's such a it's you know it's such a it's 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 such a it just roll off the tongue. Like that's why I like I like they're all black people that don't like saying nigga, and while I respect that, those are not the niggas that I would call my nigga. I think it depends, right? If they tell me they don't like it being levied at them, that's one thing. But I'm like, if you don't use it, I mean that's that's your decision to make. If everybody else, that ain't no decision to make. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't black or mix of black. You don't say that shit. Yeah, that's that's that really is just how it goes. So again, the fact that this white band has been on like a t- <laughs> he been <laughs> he been on a no nigga narcotic for the last twenty months is killing me. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh my lord! But that was the last story. Uh, for tonight, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and wrap up the show with some HBCU fishings. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. 
You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we're back to wrap up the show with HBCU Fashions. Let's see, y'all, I'm just skimming through a bit of them and... Uh, this is, uh, I don't think it's going to be as much as funny as last week because last week was fucking hilarious. But it's, it's mm, uh, on a scale of one to 10 on the trash meet, I say y'all at about a nine, which is fine. Oh my God. <laughs> what was last week then? The 28? Uh, last week was, last week, last week was 30. It <laughs> wasn't a 34? Uh, nah. <laughs> nah. We're in the 34. Should have should have been the 34 though. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see. Let's start here. <clears throat> My best friend asked me to do a threesome with her and her boyfriend. I agreed immediately, but am I wrong for doing it just because I wanted to fuck him anyways? I licked on her before, but I never had that dick and I really wanted it and finally got it. TNSU. Tennessee State. Well, all right. Um, way to go get what you wanted. My friend, <laughs> that's one way to go about it. I tell you, yeah, it is a way to go about it. I don't know if it was the best way to go about it, but it is one way to go about it. Oh, I offer no judgment on the way. I was just saying, well, that, that, um, that's, a, that's a pathway. <laughs> that path exists. Yeah, the, the the path is um, it's it's uh, it might not have been the most conventional, or um. The most sound, depending on how your moral set up, but uh, you did get the dick that you wanted. So, I mean, good for you on that. Um, I will say that uh, you should take that to the grave. Well, I mean, you kind of already can't do that because you put this on HBCU Fashions. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but your girl can't, your girl, your friend can't find out. I will, that's all I'll say. Because uh, if she find out, um, well, you, you, you know what? It might not be as bad as I think. It might not be that bad because maybe your friend won't care. But uh, yeah, because honestly, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, she might not even care because I mean, I listen, I'm not judging threesomes at all. It's just probably something I would not ask my friend to do. But obviously your friend don't have the same sort of uh, moral um, capacities that I do. So, hey, who, who are me? But yeah, uh, this shouldn't have been, you should have took this to the grave and not put it on fashions. Um, but good luck to you, sis, and all that you do. Um, next one. This dummy told my girlfriend that I was cheating with her. Yeah, I lied about being single, but she didn't have to blow up my life. I want to get her back for what she did. Any ideas? H-U. Wait, 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 start over. Okay. <laughs> This dummy told my girlfriend that I was cheating with her. Yeah, I lied about being single, but she didn't have to blow up my life. I want to get her back for what she did. Any ideas? H-U. 
Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. So the nigga that he was cheating on his girlfriend with told the girlfriend. Blew the whole damn spot up. Right. Well, sir, um, you could have avoided all this by not cheating on your girlfriend. I mean, that's the easy answer. Yeah. And also not lie to her because it seems like from what you wrote, you lied to the woman that you were cheating on your girlfriend with that you were single. So you, you lied and misled both of them. And that's why she went to your girlfriend, woman to woman, like, sis, this nigga playing both of us. So you, honestly, you get what your hand called for. Yeah, some some people just. <sighs> what I would what I would what I would suggest. I mean, it's kind of too late because you already did this. But I would suggest not writing this deficiency because depending on where you live and the laws around your state, um, both of them could get back at you for this for writing this shit to fishings because that could be perceived as a threat and that could land you some jail time. Yeah, don't uh don't don't get don't catch a case. This ain't yes. worth it. So if I was you, I would delete this immediately, but you probably ain't because you were stupid enough to write this on HBC HBCU fishings in the first place. And you were stupid enough to not only cheat on your girl, but also lie to the girl that you was cheating on your girl with. So you kind of get what you deserve, nigga. Um, and now you want us to help you out of this? Uh-uh. Right? <laughs> Suffer, nigga. <laughs> Shit. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next one. I fucked this light-skinned nigga, and he kept saying things as if he had a black girl fetish. I was just confused because aren't you a nigger too? SSU. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't I a nigger? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm fucking yelling I'm fucking yelling she, she didn't just say ain't you black too she said ain't you a nigger <laughs> she put the heart in <laughs> she was so confused. Oh, I think you tell you what's wrong with this dude. I think that he ain't never had sex with black girls before. Yeah, this definitely gives me one. He he gives me based on what you wrote in this fashion. He gives me I'm black, but I only fuck with white girls, and you my first black girl. Yeah, that's that's why he was saying that fetish sound and shit because it's true. Yeah. Yeah, he he never vibed with with black girls. He ain't never just you know been around us and shit. So yeah, he um he 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 did what you would expect from somebody if that is in fact his profile, like leading up to uh, being with her. Right. <clears throat> oh shit! But that was just funny. She said, "Ain't I? Ain't we a nigga?" Whew, Jesus, that was funny. That was fucking funny. All right. Next one. I got blessed with a lawsuit case and I was using my money wrong. I wanted to be a better person. So I took my girlfriend's call. I bought for her and gave it to someone who needs it more than her. She mad at me, but I feel better when I pay it forward. NCCU. Wait, read that again. I think I I missed something. (laughs) Yeah, you did, friend. Um... I got blessed with a lawsuit case and I was using my money wrong. 
I wanted to be a better person, so I took my girlfriend's car that I bought for her and gave it to someone who needs it more than her. She mad at me, but I feel better when I pay it forward. NCCU. And then so, you didn't buy your... So let's recap, friends. <laughs> let's recap. This nigga won a lawsuit case, case, but was fucking, but was blowing through his money, so he wanted to do the right thing. And he felt that the right thing to do was to take the car that he bought for his girlfriend and give it to someone less fortunate. And now he confused as to why his girlfriend is mad at him. It's, it's, it's the confusion that's not uh, curling over for me. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, did you think that your girlfriend was going to be like, look at my man. He's so charitable. He's so... Like, nigga, if you wanted to buy a car for someone less fortunate, you could have just done that. Right. Like, why did you... St- like, nigga, you stole your... <laughs> Like depending on who, like depending on who name is on that title, nigga, she can sue you. You gonna have another lawsuit. <laughs> you gonna be, <laughs> yeah, you gonna be on people's court with George Maryland cussing your ass. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, why did you do that? <laughs> like, oh, nigga, no, if, my, my timeline is wild. Please continue. Like, nigga, if you were that concerned about the fortunate again, you could have just bought. The less fortunate person to call, nigga. You could have crowdfunded, nigga. Go fund me, nigga. We have been passing the same fifteen dollars around since this pandemic. Use a go fund me and Vibo, right. right, nigga? Oh my goodness! You are lucky that your girlfriend ain't stabbed you. I mean, he might he, shit. By the time this got read, I, I hope she did. I mean, well, mm, mm. Uh, what's the time on that one? Uh, uh the time that won't shit. This one is as recent as eight hours ago. Okay, we're recording this at 8 p.m. We're talking about this at 8 p.m. Pacific time, which means that's 11 minus 9. So this is at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That she wrote this in. And so I hope by 2 o'clock tomorrow that she has uh, made her displeasure very well known. That is my hope. I hope that she has made her displeasure very well known. And that is a euphemism because I can't actually say what I want to say without incriminating myself. Let's just get the next HBCU fashion off. <laughs> All right, next one. Mm. Oh, dear. Oh, all right. I can't be the only one who finds it kind of suspect for a guy to be listening to pop slash R&B music. Real niggas listen to rap and males only. I just broke up with my ex because I caught him listening to Mariah Carey and Britney Spears. Yeah, they have bops, but it's for girls only. Howard. Fellas, is it gay to listen to Mariah Carey? (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, is it gay to listen to Britney Spears? Yeah, young lady, I don't have nothing for you. I hope that your ex is now with somebody who will not only not judge him for listening to the icon that is Britney uh, that the icons that are Britney Spears and Mariah Carey, but I hope he with somebody that will join in with him in singing say about and then fuck the shit out of him. Amen to that. Because that's what he deserves. What he don't deserve is to be with your stupid ass. Yo, my timeline is out of control right now. Uh, clearly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I'm here. Cause this, this, during H- I read HBC Fashions and I look at my timeline intermittently. I don't look at the HBC Fashions, though. I probably should be looking at the HBC fashions. I feel like that's currently safer than my timeline, and that's saying something. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Girl, what the fuck? The fuck is going on on your time? <laughs> Jesus. You don't you don't you don't want to know. You know that little quote that says uh you know, if you could take all like your 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 problems, right? Like your physical ailments, your stresses, things about that to worry you. You could take those and make them a physical thing. Like one sheet of paper, right? Mm-hmm. You put them in a pile. And everybody's sheet of papers in a pile, and you had to pull from that pile. You would look at it for about two seconds at other people's shit, and realize you want your own back. Mm. That is where I am with my timeline right now. Mm. If I gave you my login, you would want your own timeline back. Mm. God damn. <laughs> God damn. That is uh I say that a lot. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Mm. Well, Jesus. That is uh that is quite the revelation, friend. Let me see. Is it any? Let's see. Is it... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next one. Uh, this might be the last one. It depends on if I can find something else out under this. Next one. I sneaky linked with one of my followers on Twitter who slid in my DMs. She fine as hell, but the box stank. Stank! It smells so bad that I pretended like I didn't have a have condom just to get out of there. She's too fine to be smelling like that. TXSU. Okay, I'm going back to my timeline. <laughs> Um, uh, what, what just like, bro, do you know how to, <laughs> this nigga said he had to pretend not to have a condom just so he could get away from her? Like, girl, how, how, how bad smelling do you have to be? <laughs> for, how bad smelling do you have to be for a nigga to pretend not to have a condom, especially how niggas feel about condoms? Jesus, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm not I'm not happy about the world. I'm not happy about life. I'm not happy about society. I'm not happy about taxes. I'm not happy about Texas. I'm not happy about Mr. Fucking Sippy. And right. all of that feels in comparison to how this HBCU fashion made me feel. <laughs> oh shit. Well, I think that I you know what I think that's a good one to end off on. Um I'm I'm depressed. Yeah, yeah I think that was uh yeah, I, I think I think we can end off that one. Um, like, thank I'm you not all. depressed. I'm good. I'm I'm much better than I was a week ago. Um, but yeah, that that HBCU fashion is about to send me into the pit of despair. Yeah, well, I mean, according to the, the confession here, the old girl smelled like despair, so that fits. But yeah, we're gonna call it a night. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in again. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about not only this show, but about the network as a whole. Word of mouth is still the best way to go to get word out, um, perk some merch. Um, Crown of College merch coming soon this year, like for real, for real. And also my blog uh, that I still don't have a title for yet coming soon. That's what's keeping me up, by the way. I don't know what I'm gonna title it. So just let me be great. Don't go suggesting me things. I'm probably not gonna like it, but yeah, I gotta devise a title and then I'll start writing. Indeed. Um, leave, please leave us ratings and, and reviews on five stars only. Please, no one star wars. And if you give you give us four stars, we don't, we think you just being petty because we y'all know we deserve these five stars. So again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And yeah, peace. Yep. Thank you.